News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Pat Phelan. He's the Chairman of Limbo. Pat, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Bobby. How's it going? All good, Pat, and and great to hear you again. Uh, We'll start way back at the beginning, if we could, Pat. I know you grew up in Cork. Your father was a publican. You trained as a butcher and chef. But when did you first uh, go into business for yourself? Well, I've kind of always been interested in tech. Um... And I, I, start, I started out with a, a chain of internet cafes very early, you know. I saw this thing in London where people were making phone calls home who weren't from Ireland. And we had a huge influx at the time, if you remember. Yeah. Kind of Cameroon, Nigeria, Poland, Georgia. They all started coming to Cork. And I saw an internet cafe in Ireland, opened it um, above a McCurtain Street called the Talk World ended up with a chain of those where people were phoning home, people were sending emails, faxing, whatever, you know, to begin their life in Ireland. Yeah. Um, and then moved on to phone cards, kind of a big business built it all over our, all over the world, really, where people could call home with using a phone card. This was Cubic Telecom? No, that was, that was pre-Cubic, moved into Cubic then to kind of bring about the end of roaming. I know Cubic is a huge Irish success story, connecting cars and tractors all over the world. And uh, post that then built Trustev, which was kind of the original internet fraud engine to detect people were who they said they were in a transaction. I sold that to TransUnion, big American public company, moved to New York for five years. Uh, spent a couple of years at TransUnion as the global head of fraud and then came back to Ireland and uh, my two buddies, uh, Dr. Brian and Dr. James Cotter, were building out a chain of aesthetic clinics and uh, fell in with them and we launched Sisu and now that's 19 locations in Ireland, and not, uh, one in London, another one opening next week. Uh, we opened in New York a few weeks ago. We're opening a second one in New York in two weeks' time. We've one in Houston, two in Miami. You know, probably going to be a 200-clinic chain for, you know, Botox fillers, etc. Okay. Can I just talk to you then about, you know, I suppose getting in and getting out of tech and the evolution of tech as, it's, as your career has sort of followed. So even if you go back to the Internet Cafe, you probably saw the end of those, you know, moving to the phone card, moving to, you know, in other words, that you you always had your eye one step ahead of the tech game to move out of what was currently maybe fashionable that you were earning your income from into something that was developing. Can you tell me a little bit more about how, how you seem to have got that so right? I, I, I think, one, I'm... In, I read and read and read and I research and research and research and I kind of go down holes and I try to identify things that are, it's kind of become a, it's kind of become a word at this stage, super trends, things that you can go very heavy into very early that, you know, even if you get a percentage of the success, it's going to be enormous. And I think I've been, kind of lucky but kind of finger on the pulse with that you know and that 
people always needed to call home. Now, that was obviously destroyed by WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger and all that kind of thing. But I was already thinking about there's a kind of a natural evolution of things. Yeah. So so I think it's research and I think it's, you know, I probably the people who work with me and family and friends would say, go down black holes for a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a fascinating, I think, uh, part of, you know, almost understanding the psychology of when to get in, when to go gangbusters and when to get out. Like it's, and you know, not all, not, not, not many people can line those three things up, you know, to, to, to actually hit the sweet spot. And, uh, and I think as well, one thing that people miss an awful lot is that these, these are cyclical. Yeah. So they come back. So, you know, if someone said to me today, and, and, and it's funny that, that me and you were chatting, if someone said to me today, what's going to come back super strong? I think coffee shops still aren't scratched. Yeah. I, I, I think, think there's still a huge trend that's coming in all of this almost relaxation, funky zones that's going to come back again. Yeah. It's interesting, and not to talk too much about coffee shops, but I was, I was in the UK a couple of weeks ago, and again, I used to always watch what was happening in London, and I could see a, a huge difference in the coffee shop landscape that's there now than was there five years ago, uh, which yeah, yeah, I and, agree totally. But uh, and that's another part of, I suppose, knowing when to get in and out is if you're looking at other markets, you're looking at New York, you're looking at the states, you're looking at bigger markets, and you're seeing what's happening there because uh, often they're ahead of us. Yeah, and, and and sometimes what's really amazing, you know, is there's this kind of two two to three year cyclical thing where, you know, the UK is a year ahead of us, USA is two years ahead of them. But there are some amazing trends that are now going the opposite way, like Sisu, like Limbo, that are kind of created in Europe and now take the jump across the Atlantic the other way and can become even a bigger trend. Let's, let's go back to uh, Sisu and Limbo, Pat. Um, you might just tell us exactly what happens at these clinics. What do you sell there? Um, I, I suppose, like, in reality, there's tons of places you can go to get these done. Um, we're very lucky at Sisu in that my partners are doctors. This is medicine first. You know, we don't have clients. We don't have customers. You're treated like a patient. So you get this medical consultation with a medical professional and people get things like Botox, things like fillers, they get their lips done, they could get a facial, you know, and it's now become, you know, it's now become the de facto. Like when we started in Cork, whatever, four years ago, you know, it was kind of a thing. Nobody would talk about this. And now it's, you know, now it's common. People talk about it. People talk about their friends, you know, whereas before they talked about creams and stuff. Now they talk about which doctor they go to. And isn't isn't one of the challenges in your sector the whole barrier trust thing? Um, is that a huge issue in both in beauty and also in weight loss? Because being quite frankly, there's so many bloody gangsters out there that people are rightly sceptical. I, th- I, I think like everything else, people are sceptical in all fields. But I think when you have, you know, something like Sisu where there's, 8,000 five-star Google reviews 
and they're all about the practitioner rather than the brand, that that trust is completely established. And I think with Limbo, the things that's blown my mind at the moment is, you know, if you, if you look at the, the website, LimboRevolution.com, you'll see, you know, normal people like us who haven't made, had to make huge changes, who have like weight loss of 13% over three months without any dietary advice or exercise advice. And 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 is that a challenge, the barrier of trust there? Yes, absolutely, of course. Because like if you if you if you think about weight loss, it's now moved towards, you know, I I, I saw tragically a lady from Dublin went to Turkey this week, which has now become a trend as well, you know, and got bariatric surgery on her stomach and died over there. And I think that's the third person, third Irish person this year. You know, people are looking at doing dramatic things, you know, getting their stomach stapled, living on, you know, three three drinks a day. And like, that's not sustainable. No. So people need something, you know, and then there's the opposite side, which is kind of the embarrassment side. And I've tried it. I had tried everything in this space. And that's why Limbo exists. You know, going to a Weight Watchers place every Monday night and standing up on the scales and the embarrassment of, you know, Hey, Pat, you're up a pong this week. What happened? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Pat, you reversed your own diabetes. Is that right? Uh, was that your sort of route to this to this business in some ways? That was the route to it. I, like when I sold uh, Trustive, I was on a plane, you know, I was on a plane three days a week for nearly five years all over the world, Brazil, Colombia, Japan, China, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and you know, eating terrible, grabbing snacks, and just became really unhealthy. And when, when the lockdown started, you know, obviously all CSUs were closed, all retail was closed, and I, I started training with a friend of mine, Tony Martin, and Tony's our chief scientific officer. And you know, Tony was testing my bloods every day, you know, with a prick and a finger thing. And I thought, God, this is dark ages stuff. I wonder, could I build a platform around this? And I bought in Rorick Bradbury, who had worked with me, was 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 one of my partners at uh, Trustive. He was the chief marketing officer. And I said, look, Tony has something really interesting here. He's been working on it for 20 years. I think it's going to be amazing. I wonder, could we put a platform and automate all this? And then we bought on a few people we knew, you know, Marion, DC, et cetera, et cetera. And we said, listen, we're going to use you guys as guinea pigs. We're going to test the technology. You don't have to do anything. All you've got to do is connect our sensor to your arm. We're going to give you a personalized watch. We're going to give you scales. And all we want you to do is check in and take little nudges from us, like little pieces of advice every single day, multiple times, like a coach on your arm, because that's the problem. Okay. You can, only go, you can only go to the gym for 30 minutes. So you've got the other 23 and a half hours where there's no one with you, no one advising you, and this limbo fills this gap. All right. Uh, it, it sounds fascinating, Pat, and, and again, you're, you're, you're a real inspiration to talk to. Finally, can I ask you, you've been very open about... Uh, you know, um, some addiction issues in your life. You quit alcohol back in the year 2000. Uh, did, did you displace that addiction with any other addiction? As in, uh, 
business or fitness or probably yeah probably iphones (laughs) apple products (laughs) cars uh you know it doesn't go away it just shifts but i think bobby before you go probably the the biggest part of this and you know the biggest part of limbo is you know we've we've raised a ton of money from you know really famous venture capitalists but like shaquille o'neal has just joined us as an investor and yeah. to, train, to train with Shaquille and to see his own journey, you know, a professional guy, nothing like Pat Phelan, but to see a guy who's world famous, who's a professional athlete, no struggle with the same things that I struggled with in Cork. That's what's really kind of inspiring about it. And just the ordinary people who are getting dramatic results from this thing. All right. Well, Pat, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll talk to you again soon. And that's Pat Phelan, the chairman of Limbo. Uh, Every success to you, Pat, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bobby. Cheers. Good to talk to you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.